Today is Friday, December 31st, 2021. This is the White Whale Community Update Call. Let's take a listen. Okay, everyone. Sorry for the delay. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get started with the call. Um, we were going to have somebody else mo- um, moderate, but I will uh, I will just go ahead and do it. Thank you all for joining us on our Community Update Call. Um, I just want to open by saying I appreciate everybody's initial response and reaction to our announcement um, regarding the KuCoin situation. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a very tough week, um, you know, for the team and for me personally. So I, I appreciate all the initial support on that. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for that. So we are going to get to that. We are going to talk about it and I'm going to answer any questions that you guys may have. Um, but we also do have a lot of other stuff to go over, uh, a lot of other announcements and, um, you know, things to discuss and positive things, to to be frank. So, um, but we will get to that um, during the call. All right. I'm going to turn it over to um, to to one of our team members who will open up the call. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the community call. I'm Bob Law, I'm the intern at White Whale. Um, I will be moderating today. Um, I'm joined by Sebastian, our founder and CEO, Cyber Howard, our CTO, and OX Fable, our COO, both, both who are our lead devs. Um, after the first iteration of our community call, we've decided to give the community call a little more structure. Um, we will start with a quick intro on the protocol for anyone new. So please bear with us, veterans. We'll keep it short. Um, and then we'll go over the many announcements that happened over the last two weeks, then reveal any alpha we have, and then open up to Q&A. Um, initially, we please keep the, the first questions about the announcements and, and alpha, and then we'll open it up to any general questions. And then before we get started, a quick disclaimer. Um, Certain information in this Twitter space may include forward-looking statements and information relating to White Whale that is based on the beliefs of the team. Um, and that's based on information currently avail- available to us, which is often subject to, to risks, uncertainties, and changes. So, but with any, so basically, our, a lot of things that can be said in this call can be changed and are based on our opinions. That's just a disclaimer. And also, nothing we say is a financial advice. And without further ado, here is our fr- a founder, Sebastian, with the intro. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, and and just so you guys know, I will be reading from notes and commenting on them as I go. We will publish these notes of the call um, afterwards, so they will be available publicly. I'm not sure if the guy who records um, is is on this call, um, but there is somebody from I believe he's from GT Capital that that records these and and publishes them. If he is, we will share that link. But the notes to the call will be published. 
Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to blast through all our announcements and alpha fairly quickly. I know it's New Year's Eve. Um, and I know that we all, you know, have questions and want to get to um, want to get to the KuCoin issue. So I will try to um, keep it moving, blast through this stuff quickly, and then we will get to all of your questions. All right. The introduction for those of you who are joining and do not know what we do. And for those of you who do, please bear with me. I'll keep this intro, sh intro short. White Whale is an arbitrage platform built on Terra. Our primary mission is de to decentralize the enforcement of the UST peg by empowering retail investors to participate in arbitrage and other complex automated automated trading strategies through a simple user interface, we will make the entire ecosystem more secure, robust, and efficient. We'll be hosting these community calls every other Friday at this time for the foreseeable future. These bi-weekly calls are a structured time for community feedback and a great way to get all the updates in a condensed manner. We understand most people cannot follow the constant news feed. Okay, some opening remarks. Remarks. Um, our Bootswap IDO event was inspired and designed from watching previous launches on Terra get consumed by bots and have manufactured initial pumps only to bleed for the following months. We saw the community fatigue from these launches and decided to try something different. In the same way, we are also taking a different approach to our tokenomics, inflation, and value capture. Another glaring issue we see among projects on Terra and in the broader DeFi space is there are projects with great tokenomics and no fundamentals, and projects with amazing fundamentals and poor tokenomics. And I would point to Anchor and Mirror as examples. Um, but very few excel at both. So our goal for White Whale is to build a platform with both strong fundamentals and strong tokenomics, and where the excellence and profitability of the platform translates directly to and is captured by the token. Therefore, we are building an arbitrage platform on the principles of sound tokenomics, low inflation, and sustainable economic models. In doing this, we believe we are laying the foundation for a strong, strong engine for long-term sustainable growth. And White Whale will become a pillar platform, not just in the Terra, Terra ecosystem, but the DeFi world. Okay, on to the announcements. Um, an update on the Treasury. The Treasury is currently yielding approximately 7,700 per day. That, that is the equivalent of 40,000 whale. That's the average daily over the last seven days. Um, this is $4,400 in swap fees and 3,300 in UST interest. Obviously, the swap fees will vary depending on volume, but that's the seven-day average. Um, the swap fees directly equate to buy pressure on the whale token. The bootstrap NFT airdrop. NFTs have been airdropped to everyone who participated in our Bootswap IDO event. On these NFTs, the metadata is unique. The images are not unique. There are three separate images based on how many whale tokens you purchased in the event. Um, we are currently developing ways to view your NFT certificate more e e easily. Uh, we recognize that it's a challenge to view them now, guys. Um, we are... <clears throat> We're probably going to have something on our front end, which is an easy way to view them, um, but we're we're currently working on that. Um, these NFTs weren't meant for resale. They were meant to commemorate the uh, the IDO event. However, we are in discussions with marketplaces. If for some reason you guys want to trade them, you'll be able to trade them, um, and the royalties will go straight to our treasury in Luna. So it'll be another revenue source of Luna for our treasury. Um, we recently opened up our Telegram chat channel. Um, there is a link that will be published on these notes if you want to join there. LPing is now available with only swap fees as rewards as we are zero emissions protocol. Um, we are currently working on adding the APR to our own front end. For now, you can see it on CoinHawk. 
The assigned whale, the unassigned whale tokens left over from the seed, private, and advisor rounds, totaling 48,276,000 tokens. Nearly 5% of the total supply has been burned. We, have, we will post the transaction hash with these notes. White Whale is now live on CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap. Total supply and max supply issues have been fixed. I think we're still working on getting them the correct circulating supply and market cap. Um, the five-year inflation projections of our token have been released um, on this graphic, which you can, which, which can be viewed on Twitter and the announcement section of our Discord. Um, you can see our five-year inflation numbers. We're making every effort to keep inflation low and disciplined. We believe this is reflected in these projections. Okay, the Star Terra decision and the Star Terra update. So in September, we announced at Tefi Alpha that we would host IDO events on both Pylon and Star Terra. This was before the LBP on Terra was a thing. When we looked into the LBP, we determined it was a fairer, better way for us personally to distribute tokens. And we made the decision to go big with the Bootswap IDO, still intending to do a small Star Terra event in the future. The success of the boot swap changed the calculus for us in a number of ways. For example, now we own our own liquidity pool. We don't require LP emissions. Um, you know, and we also felt that through the boot swap, we distributed enough tokens um, that further IDO events were no longer necessary. Okay. Um, after the event, after the boot swap, we attempted to put together a small STT event with the StarTerra team, even though we didn't need any more IDOs. Um, we don't we don't need any more ITOs, guys. That's we we don't need them. Um, this was an attempt to keep our word to the community. Okay. Upon reaching terms, both teams agreed to present the proposal to their communities. <clears throat> Upon mention of a StarTerra IDO on Twitter, we received severe pushback from the community. Um, this wasn't just in price action. You know, I can't. You know, I was I was honestly shocked and astonished by the feedback, the comments. Um, that I received just from from the tweet. Um, we I, I think we underestimated how divided the community is on this issue and how controversial an issue it is. Okay, so currently we do not have any plans to host an IDO on Starterra based on the community feedback. Um, we don't feel an on-chain vote is necessary at this time, as it was quite clear that the community sent sentiment was against it. However, once our governance is up, anyone is free to initiate a campaign and push for an on-chain. Um, vote for a Star Terra event if they wish. Um, if the community wants one, they can have one. Um, but but we're not going to plan and move forward with um, with any STT event at this time. We have been accused multiple times of not keeping our word. Um, to this, we say that that it's kind of the contrary. Um, we tried to keep our word, you know. Um, but but this is crypto, and things can change quite quickly. Um, if the calculus changes on something and it no longer makes sense then we would be doing a disservice to our community to go ahead and do it anyways. Um, we are very careful in our announcements not to make hard commits and to always include the caveat that things are subject to change and we will be even more careful to do this in the future. Um, we, you know, bottom line is guys, we wanna be agile and adaptable, not rigid, okay? That being said, there were 200 million whale tokens allocated to, to public presale and community IDO events. 50 million were used on pylon and 100 million were used for the boot swap that leaves <clears throat> 50 million additional tokens left unassigned for public presale events so once our governance is up and running which will be soon um, and a fair voting process has been proven 
the community will decide what to do with these tokens. Okay, that will be one of the first issues that we addressed as a community. Um, we could do another IDO if that's what the community wants on Starterra or elsewhere. They can re be reassigned to something else like bonds, for example. They could be airdropped, they could be burned or any combination thereof. We look forward to a thoughtful discussion and governance process to sort this out. Okay, KuCoin. We, re we released an official statement earlier today regarding the KuCoin listing incident. In short, we were rugged out of listing fees by a group of fake KuCoin agents in an elaborate scam. <clears throat> 2.51 million whale tokens were sent to the scammers as well as 50,000 USDT. We have purchased the equivalent amount of whale on the open market and taken it out of circulating supply to remedy the financial effects of the incident and ensure the community is not affected by the dilution. We will make more comments on this and answer any questions regarding this at the end of the call. Okay, <clears throat> here is the alpha. So governance, um, our initial governance, con governance contracts are complete. They're currently being tested. We plan on launching them on mainnet in the coming days. These contracts are derived from the anchor governance contracts with a few minor tweaks. Our long-term governance model is still being developed. We are basing it off the Sushi Curve model. It will include a liquid token as well as locking options. All right, airdrop and plans for the airdrop. Once our governance contract is tested and live, once our governance contract is tested and live, <clears throat> one of the first proposals will, will be to determine what to do with the airdrop allocation. There are 30 million tokens allocated for a Genesis airdrop. Community members are encouraged to discuss the airdrop issue in Telegram and Discord. The team will present a proposal for the airdrop to, to be released once our main governance goes live and be based on rewarding governance stakers according to their number of stake tokens and lockup period. Basically, we're talking about a simplified version of Astroport's lock drop. Instead, we are rewarding gov staking and locking instead of liquidity locking. Um, we'll present this plan. The community will decide if it's vote worthy and we can hold a vote on it. If the community members come up with a better proposal, we're happy to entertain um, a vote on that as well. But this will be one of the first issues that we decide together as a community. Okay, um, our liquidity pool. We have some updates regarding our liquidity pool. So another issue is what to do with our liquidity pool. Um, this is another issue that will need to be decided um, via on-chain voting. Basically, we need to, to decide whether or not to migrate it to Astroport or stay on TerraSwap. Now, initially, you may think, well, why in the world would you stay on TerraSwap? Well, on TerraSwap, we earn 33% uh, we, we more swap fees than if we were to migrate it to Astroport because of their swap fee model and their percentages. So this is something that we'll, we will need to go over. Right now, we're watching how the volumes play out on both exchanges, um, and we're just we're monitoring the situation. Um, <clears throat> okay, now here, here is some alpha, and we're, we want to present our plan to you that we are pretty excited about. So once our UST vault is live, uh, this, is, this is alpha regarding our liquidity pool. Once our UST vault is live, our plan is to migrate our pool to a VUST whale trading pair. Okay, so basically that what that means is that the trading pair that our liquidity would be would be VUST and whale. So we would deposit the UST into our vault into our ust vault and then make that um the the trading pair the base pair of the pool now this will have several benefits okay first it will supercharge buy pressure on whale tokens we're talking about a minimum of 5000 ust per day 
of additional buy pressure, which will increase as the pool increases. Okay. Then you can also LP the token while simultaneously depositing into the ARB vault, earning ANK rewards, ARB yield, protecting the peg, and earning LP swap fees. So basically, you could deposit UST into our UST vault and then use the VUST to LP the token. So it's lots of birds with one stone. Okay. Also, VUST is designed to spike in crash scenarios, meaning crashes would accelerate the buy pressure on whale token. Um, also, this would serve as more capital, as a, um, you know, more capital serving as a holder of last resort for peg protection in any scenario. Um, and we will write a proxy contract so that you can still trade in and out of whale from you from naked UST easily. Okay, so um, we wanted to introduce this idea. Uh, to the community so you guys could start getting your minds around it and, and talking about it. But this is our plan for the liquidity pool um, is to migrate to a VUST whale trading pair, whether or not it's on Astroport or TerraSwap. Okay, update on audit timeline. So there's really no changes, um, no changes for, for the timeline of the audit or the release of the vaults. Uh, the audit should be complete in the next couple of weeks. We have not heard any feedback from the auditor, which is good news. Um, they have told us if there was anything abnormal or very wrong, they would tell us. Um, so no news is good news. Um, we are beginning our second audit, audit with Oak Security next week. Um, this audit will have a much shorter timeline, but we're going to release the UST vault as soon as the first audit is complete. Um, we're still shooting for mid to late January. You can follow the progress of our CERTIC audit on the CERTIC website. Just go to their website and search for whale. Okay, update on bot performance. Um, so due to some formula updates, our peg, our bot speed was improved significantly in the past week. Um, you know, up to this point, we're still getting front run quite a bit by faster bots, but we're looking forward to the next round of volatility to stress the performance of our bots at their current speed. Um, the bottom line is we're still not satisfied with the speed of our bots. However, we are making significant progress and we are getting there. We know where we need to get um, and we're, we're making significant progress towards that. Um, on another note, the current bot is the current bot that we're using for PEGARB is written in Python. We have decided to rewrite that bot in Go um, as it will increase the speed even more. So we're in the process of doing that. In the meantime, the Python bot will do the job of securing the PEG and should be competitive in hitting trades. However, there are limitations to Python. So we're going to rewrite the bot in Go. Okay, those are updates. Quick, quick concluding remarks. Um, as you can see, it has been very, a very eventful two weeks, and we have quite a bit going on. It is unfortunate that we fell victim to a listing scam and suffered the loss of tokens. However, we want to emphasize that in the big picture, this is a small blip on the radar and does not affect the fundamentals or long-term prospects of the project. We humbly apologize for the error in judgment, and we are more focused and excited than ever to continue building this project. The White Whale team is very bullish about our project, especially in the long term, and we are more focused than ever. On the same note, we are also getting sick of our own drama. Between Starterra and IDOs and listing scams, we understand and want to reiterate that these are all non-essential to the fundamentals of the project, and in the long term, they are insignificant. We are quite eager to put these things behind us, put our heads down, and focus on building our platform. All right, that those are the updates. That is the end of the scheduled call. So now we can begin a time of Q and A, which um, which 
which will be moderated by by our intern. Feel feel free to request anyone. Um, we also have our our devs if you want to fire technical questions at them. Right. Welcome, Bones. Bones, you're on. You're muted. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me up here. Um, thank you so much for the transparency with everything going on. I know that was a big. Uh, I know a lot of us holders had a lot of big questions regarding the whole KuCoin thing. Regarding that and going forward, um, I did join the call a little bit late. Did you guys say that um, you guys were going to list on KuCoin at any point, or is that all completely, um, you know, just postponed or put to the wayside for the time being? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and 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 that's a good question. So it's always been on our roadmap um, to to not only list with KuCoin but to partner with them. So. You know, KuCoin is, is significant for us because it still has the largest volume of UST, right? And we want to protect the peg everywhere that everywhere UST has liquidity. So it's always kind of, you know, KuCoin's kind of always been on our radar. Now, um, this this incident, one of the positives is it has opened the doors, um, you know, to the real KuCoin team, to the actual KuCoin reps. Um, they are grateful you know, that we sort of brought this to their attention and exposed this group, um, you know, and they're sympathetic to our situation. So um, we are in the application process. And uh, to and the thing about it is, though, it's all NDA'd, so we can't say anything. Um, but, you know, what what I will say now is that it is it is on our roadmap. It is something we're pursuing, um, you know, and I, I believe eventually we will get there, you know, but I, I wouldn't, one, I, I wouldn't buy speculate on whale because of a KuCoin listing. You know, um, it, it's a it's a long term thing. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm a big fan of the project, and uh, yeah, I hope you guys keep uh, keep it up. Sion, you're uh, you're up next. Yeah, we can hear you. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, cool. So, um, this is uh, more of a technical question for Howard. I've I've reached out on the community, and I think he knows who I am. Essentially, the 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 technical question is: you'll get in front run by uh, bots which are doing basically analysis on the prices before they're actually uh, released because they're doing like machine learning and uh, is your bot at the moment, are they being reactive to what's happening or are they basically analyzing the activity and trying to proceed or um, preempt what's happening? That's, that's kind of my technical question. Howard, are you with us? Maybe he's on mute. Maybe he just stepped away. Let's let's return to that question. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. I'll reach out on the uh, Discord. Oh, okay. And if if he pops up, we'll we'll return. Yeah. To that cool. Question. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. I can uh, quickly respond. Currently, there there is no um, uh, machine learning for prediction in our in our bots, but that's hope. Hopefully, something we're going to work towards. Let's see. Okay. Cool. Cheers, guys. Just we just heard from Howard. He's having problems unmuting there's something there's there's something there's an issue with his twitter happening so he's working on that any other questions nobody else guys <laughs> um i'll tell you what i'll just take a minute and just share just um off the cuff a little bit about the whole situation um you know i've i've seen quite a bit in my day um in in crypto and you know this was uh this was a very elaborate um elaborate set up you know they they were using um the names of of kucoin employees of former kucoin employees their twitters looked legit we you know they they spoofed the the kucoin.com email address the domain um i i don't even know how you do that 
Um, so it was, um, it was quite a ride. You know, we were, we had several, several team members in a, in a group telegram chat with these guys. Um, it was very detailed. If, if I had to guess and speculate, I would say that they were probably X, if not X KuCoin employees, you know, X exchange employees, like they did this, they did onboarding in the past um, because they, they knew the process so well. Um, that being said, you know, I'm not making excuses, you know, and, and my, I'm not, you know, we, we take full responsibility. I take full responsibility. I was leading it. Um, I, I was leading the deal. Um, and, and, you know, to be frank, I was moving too quickly. You know, I, I have a lot going on. We have a lot going on as a team, as far as development and rolling things out. And, um, you know, I was just moving too fast and, um, you know, some a little bit more due diligence would have probably exposed it and avoided this. But, you know, that was that was my mistake and our mistake. So I, I want to apologize to to the community, uh, you know, and, and hopefully our transparency in this matter um, will go a long way and, and continue to build trust and, um, you know, forge our relationship in these early days of the project, um, you know, so so we can we can just build and move forward together this is a community project right so you know we want to lay it all out there we want to be as transparent as possible and um you know we're we're all in this together right we're all in this together so 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 yeah i i apologize and um like i said i'm happy to clarify or answer any other questions that um that you guys may have the other thing too that i'll i'll bring up okay we have some requested so let's let's take some questions C5, you're up. Hey guys, sorry to hear about the scam. Those things can be pretty elaborate, actually. Um, very hard to tell who you're talking to and uh, verifying folks. And this is kind of the general trust problem. But uh, on the note of the uh, bot speeds, um, what would you say are the maybe features that perhaps are making competitors' bots faster and uh, what are the kinds of things that might need, be needed to be done to sort of achieve parity? Does that have to do with some of the computing power involved or purely a code base issue? Or what are the kinds of things you're thinking of? Yeah, did we ever get Howard sorted out? Because he would be the guy to answer that. Did he ever, did we ever get his speaker on? Howard, you, how are you with us? All right, let's um let's circle back to that one as as well. I I apologize, guys. Um, we're trying we're trying to get. Is there something wrong with this Twitter? We're trying to get it. We're trying to get it working. But I do want to address the bot situation. Um, you know, but I he he's the person to do that. So we'll we'll come back to that one as well. And and I apologize, C five. All right, Shazam, your floor is yours. Oh, hey guys, thanks for taking my question. Um, I noticed during the KuCoin incident, um, KuCoin actually listed a whale token. I believe it was on the same day. I'm just wondering what your thoughts. Are there any um, worries or confusion around that conflict as we try to like build this brand of the token and the token name? Thanks. It, yeah, so that was, you know, that was another thing that kind of compounded the confusion and obfuscation. Um, and, you know, the the scammers kind of leveraged that, you know, and um, they said, you know, we're we're currently listing another whale token. Here's the process. Here's what here's what we normally do in these situations. Blah blah blah. So um, they kind of leveraged that to, you know, even legitimize themselves even more and make them seem like they were on top of things and, and all this. So um, so yeah, but but definitely that that certainly added 
and compounded, um, you know, the, the difficulty of the situation for sure. All right, Jason, you're up. Hey, uh, uh, thanks for taking the call or uh, doing the call. Thanks for taking the question. So I had a quick question on, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the UST vault. Um, and, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but, you know, that could be seen as sort of like a, an anchor earn plus uh, due to the, the arbitrage opportunities. Uh, and I guess that plus part of it will, will somewhat depend on how many people are in this pool uh, to divide the, uh, you know, whatever alpha gets generated off of the ARBs. Uh, but I'm curious, what other... Uh, I guess arbitrages or strategies are you guys looking at in the roadmap? Because, you know, as I look at like a lot of these other exchanges, um, you know, with lower liquidity, it seems like, you know, if, if you had a bot, there would be opportunities, you know, cross exchange and of course for other assets as well. So curious if you could just shed a little light on, on what's coming. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, that's an excellent question. So the UST vault and the point of the UST vault um, it's basically it will have multiple um, multiple strategies and multiple kind of sources of revenue um, and and profits, right? So you're exactly right, and that is how we characterize it. It's basically anchor plus, right? It's anchor plus the arb yield, right? So obviously the 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 first one is the peg arb strategy, right? That's that's the first um, you know that's the first one, and that's the important thing, and that protects the peg. However, from what we're seeing. Um, you know, the peg is very well protected at this time, and that that probably will not be the big revenue generator, right? So we also currently have um, a multi-dex ARB strategy in the USD vault that will arbitrage UST among the different DEXs on Terra. So um, we're talking about Loop, Astroport, um, and TerraSwap, right? Now, we also feel like the flash loans, um, that will also be another source of revenue and source of profits. Um, you know, so so and and then there's the the liquidations that we're currently developing as well. Um, and there will be several other um, strategies, UST based strategies that will all sort of generate revenue and add yield on top of the anchor yield. So that's that's the idea of the UST vault. Cool. Thank you. Hey, can you hear me? And we have yeah. Howard. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Twitter is so buggy. Oh, man. Welcome. Right, so Welcome to the uh, I, I want to answer the, the, um, the bot-related yep. questions. So, yep. Yep. Um, so the first question uh, was like how or like it, it mentioned something about machine learning, which is not actually how um, how we do our, our trades or how arbitrage is done on the blockchain. So in uh, in traditional finance, you have these uh, quant trading firms that generate these you know massive data models of how the market behaves, and then they train some neural network on it, right? Some machine learning uh, on it, and then they uh, deploy that on the trading bots, and then they see if they're making a profit or not. Uh, the reason why they do that is because um, they don't have like really a lot like a lot of information about i lost i lost howard can you can can anybody hear him i, I can't either okay i think we lost him yeah he just requested again can you make him a can you make him a speaker again so so yeah in short um we do have the uh, required information kind of um so we monitor the 
um, the mempool. So the mempool is basically uh, like a buffer of transactions. And then every six seconds, uh, those transactions get processed and added to a block. And then, then you know, you get, you get the total blockchain. Uh, so if we, if we get these uh, mempool transactions and we, we filter them out for all the transactions that interact with the TerraSwap, um, you know, Luna UST pool or like whatever pool we want to ARP, then we, we know like what the state will be after each, tra each transaction. So once we see that there's a trade that, um, that creates some kind of arbitrage opportunity, we can send our transaction and include it in the same block. So that's, you know, that's what all the, the arbors are doing right now on Terra. Um, our problem is that, first of all, uh, like getting the, uh, like the transaction data out of the node, like the mempool data is um, like, there's a small delay in how we get that data because we're currently like decoding all the transactions that hit the mempool while you only have to decode the transactions that are relevant to whatever you're trying to do so that's that's like one of the things and then like the main thing is just python being slow and um not really being able to have concurrent processes for like one process that fetches the the data and updates some state and then the other processes that check the states and check whether there's an arbitrage to, uh, to do an actual trade. Um, so I, I think that kind of answers both questions. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, awesome. you're up. Um, so I wanted to ask a bit of a timeline question, um, around the vaults. I know the UST vault is much anticipated and um i was wondering about the timeline with the uh the luna vault and on that note um according to the light paper the first um arbitrage method would be uh luna be luna is that still the uh the aim of the luna vault and um is it launching alongside the ust vault or after because it was a bit unclear in the uh in the light paper thank you yeah, so um, the priority right now is to get the UST vault live um, as soon as possible. We're hoping to have audit results, um, you know, within the next couple of weeks um, from CERDIC, and you can you can track the progress on their website. But uh, you know, the, the standard process is they'll come back and they'll say you need to fix this, this, and this. So there will be some you know some adjustments that need to be made on our end, and then we'll need to get that straightened out, and then we can go live. Um, with the with the UST vault, the Luna vault is not far behind. Um, I think that Howard could probably speak to that um, better than than I could. Howard, do you wanna do you wanna comment on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the cool thing about um, the way we're doing the other vaults is that it like they just share the same kind of architecture. So once we have the Luna vault um you know deployed it's very easy for us to add uh, other vaults for other um assets and it's also very easy for us to um to kind of manage the strategy add new aspects to the strategy and like um you know refine the um the thing we want to do and like you know getting getting some revenue on it so for example with the new um, Astroport pools, with like the stable, like the curve, 
and the curve style pools, there won't be as much of um, of a profit to be made between the the B Luna and the uh, the regular Luna. So it would, would probably be better um, to uh, take the unbonding period on the Luna instead of uh, trying to buy it and then selling it at a lower price. Um, so that's something that we're you know we're we're developing and um you know the nice thing is that the architecture is like completely ready um to support all, like whatever we want to do with it so it's it's just a matter of you know um having some ed- imagination looking through the data like simulating some stuff and and seeing what what fits best for that for that fault um and on the like timeline of things uh, like the second audit we're doing with oak is starting on the 7th um it's meant to you know take a, a shorter time than our first audit so i i don't know like maybe mid mid february or something uh or like late february i don't know i don't know but probably not as long as as uh as usd vault yeah, so the the Luna Vault is is slated uh, to be audited via Oak. They quoted us a two week audit from their pre- preliminary view of the code. Um, so it was a much shorter time frame. Um, so so yeah, he's probably right. So you're we're looking at you know the best we could say is UST Vault mid to late January um, and Luna Vault hopefully you know mid to late February something something like that. Morgan, you're uh, you're up. Oh, hey, sorry. Yeah, things went dark there. Um, yeah, thanks for taking this. Just a quick one. Um, you mentioned um using Python and it being um slow. I came late to this. Sorry if you mentioned already. Are there plans to to switch to a faster language, um, Rust or or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So we're um we're working on a Go implementation of the bot. Cool, stoked. Thanks. C5, you're up again. You know, a uh, quick uh, feature request uh, that might be helpful. If you have your AUST uh, sort of like system working as far as the USD deposit, um, it would be nice to have a white whale token, uh, like dollar cost averaging sort of buying button in there. So like, let's say I deposit a thousand UST and it just takes the anchor yield and buys me white whale token. Um, so if that's a feasible thing that could be maybe added to the swap page, so instead of me just swapping, I could DCA into the token if I wanted more of it. Yeah, like I think that that can be solved by just you know there could be a platform that takes these um, yield generating tokens like AUST, VUST, uh, or whatever, and just DCAs um, DCAs some asset with that. Like I think that's pretty easy to to do. Um, but yeah, like we, we, we could do that. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. So, and it's not something that I thought of to before, to be honest. All right, Juan, you're up. Thanks for taking my question. So I wanted to ask you if the, if there's any way to estimate like an APY to the deposit on the UST vault. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get that question a lot. Um, 
It's really hard to say, and for a few reasons. One, um, you know, our, our bots are still being developed and being optimized. And like I said, they're getting a lot faster, you know, a lot faster and a lot better um, quickly, right? Um, but they're they're still in process. They're running, they're working, they're doing their job, but they're, they, they still need to be optimized. Um, the second thing is that it's it's entirely dependent on the volatility of the market, right? When the market shakes, um, that's when the bots go ham and trades are made, and you know there's um, there's there's a lot more yield. So um, it's it's a very hard question to answer. You know, I I do want to curb expectations. Um, what we're probably going to see is when we roll out, when we first launch. Um, the yields are going to be pretty close to the anchor yields, probably just a slightly higher than the anchor yields. However, I do believe that in the in the months after, as we refine the strategies, as we add additional strategies, as we open up the flash loans, I think the flash loans are going to be a great source of revenue, to be honest, um, you know, and these different other um, sort of streams of of yield, I believe we will see the um, the UST um yield the, the the yield in the in the ust vault grow over time that's um that's my expectation and i want to make sure that's clear to the community right so we're going to be protecting the peg right off the rip um we're going to be earning a little extra yield but but i think it will grow um it will grow as we continue to add new arb strategies and and optimize them uh, sorry i was just getting white noise um thank you for taking question uh i saw some community members talking about uh launching tokens before the web app is deployed and, and usable um so i think it'd be you know helpful for you guys to kind of just explain why uh, you thought it was necessary to have uh, your ido and get the tokens into the hands of the community members before uh, the application goes live yeah and, and thank you for asking that because that does get mentioned a lot and i I was meaning to address it on the call. Um, so, you know, the reason why we did the IDO and we launched the token prior to the, you know, prior to the vault being launched, um, one is we we sort of see this uh, the the launch as a process, right? As kind of a launch sequence. Um, and and to be frank, it's easier for us and and for me to manage the entire process when we're doing one thing at a time, right? So first we did the pylon pools, then we did the IDO boot swap. Um, we're, you know, and we did this while we're being audited. So, you know, they were kind of fillers and it was basically, a, a you know, a launch sequence right now. Um, you know, we're talking about a matter of a matter of weeks right after. So the, 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 the vaults launching a matter of weeks after the token launch, not months, not years. It's not like we're Cardano, right? It's, it's not like, it's not like it's a Cardano situation. Um, however, I do recognize and appreciate that a lot of people are, you know they're they're holding their whale tokens and they're like what can i do with these um you know why did you guys launch your token without your without your product being launched so so yeah i mean the, the simple answer is that it's a launch sequence um it, by spacing it out and by sort of having phases um it's a bit easier to manage and roll out you know and um you know we we don't expect the the process to take too long so we're we're kind of you know pushing through the the rest of the launch sequence which includes the vaults and the full functionality of the um of the protocol so no i definitely definitely agree there. Like, one thing like that i can't stress enough is that 
we could have launched this shit like two months ago, right? Like one month ago, maybe. But, you know, we want to have the security of knowing that, you know, it's safe, right? We can add tests to all our contracts. We can have this massive test coverage. Like, guys, you, you know that everyone wants to see that it's audited by an external firm. That's just, you know, we, we can't launch without that. So we're just, we're waiting on that. And, you know, you that's just life. You know, you just have to have some patience and then, you know, we can finally launch this stuff. Yeah, and I, th- I think it was, you know, it was an efficiency thing too while we're in the audit process, uh, you know, because the the boot swap took some that that took some time and some dev power we made some tweaks to the code you know like um the, this stuff takes effort so while we were in the audit process you know we did other other phases of our launch sequence that that we could do right rather than just just sit and wait um you know so so that that was another reason as well but it's gonna it's coming soon guys it's coming soon and i appreciate i appreciate everybody's patience no i agree i thank you guys for for addressing it um and just to be fair, like, you know, I, I work with Angel and we, we did the same exact thing for the same exact reasons. Um, it, it's also helpful to get the coin into the people who believe in the protocol. Um, so understanding the protocol and, and not even having to use it yet, uh, you know, still wanting to be a part of that and own a part of the protocol. So, um, you know, it was, it was a flawless launch, to be honest, and excited to to get those audits back and, and, you know, help keep the peg. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. And and that brings, you bring up another um, valid point is that we also have important decisions to make as a community, right? So now that the tokens launched, you know, and we're, we're going to launch our governance, um, we can make these decisions together. So rather than us deciding what to do with 50 million extra um, pre-sale tokens we can decide as a community and rather than us deciding what you know how exactly to deploy the airdrop if we deploy an, an airdrop these things can now be decided by the token holders so i think that is a that is a plus as well right while we're while we're rolling out the vaults and and developing and optimizing the vaults um the community can be making these important decisions together awesome thanks mike and i think uh and doe met us Cyber Howard and Lisbon and, and maybe jokingly pushed put some pressure to launch early. <laughs> um, that may or may yeah. not have happened. <laughs> Jason, you're up. Hey guys, one more question uh, on the I guess the third party bots when you guys open up the flash loans. Could you talk a little bit about the economics of that? How that accrues value back towards whale uh, token owners, and then also if there's going to be any sort of uh, feature of that where kind of the um, the coding illiterate people could bring logic maybe uh, as an arbitrage but but have some way of implementing it yeah that's the question yeah that's you know that's an awesome question because i've also been thinking about about the same thing because you know sefi sefi here uh my man he's been talking about this uh this grid bot for like weeks on end uh, and you know it it would be cool to uh, to give you know pe- people like him the opportunity to just make it in uh in a non like programmer uh style like you don't have to know how to code stuff you just have to set you know the, the kind of strategy you want and then it 
it, you can launch your own vault with that and just just roll with it. Um, that would be really cool, you know. And like our, the smart contracts that we have are actually, you know, pretty capable of of you know going toward that goal and uh, and just you know giving giving people the freedom to to make their own strategies or or to do whatever. But you know that's that's for for after you know we actually launch our our protocol. <laughs> All right, gamer, you're up. Um, so I have a first of all, thank you for making this call happen. Um, so when you guys launch on uh, Luna B Luna, I'm guessing that we're gonna be a bit of a competitor because I run my own bot. So I'm I'm more than happy to hedge my my success because I do have a lot of whale tokens. But at the same time, I do have an open-ended question for if you could maybe share with us on the optimization of your strategies and your bots. Maybe if you were to look at the OSI layer, all of them, where do you think you will get the most success knowing what you know right now? Uh, what, what's the OSI layer? <laughs> well, I'm guessing that it's software that you've spoken to right now, but is there any network latency uh, and so on and so on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um the the network latency has been greatly reduced uh by our DevOps team. So we're basically running Kubernetes in on AWS um in their own private network. Um com compared to what we previously had was two um basically two VMs that were also on the same network, but it, it was it wasn't a hosted service. So, so that that's that's one of the the things. Um, the biggest thing right now is is probably still like the uh, you know the the actual bot just optimizing the data fetching and the the actual execution of the of the trade. And then one other thing that um, could probably make the difference is you know having having a, a node close to the validators. So. One thing that we are thinking about and that we are working on is uh, partnering partnering up with validators and actually uh, getting a private connection to their validator nodes so that when we when we submit our transaction, uh, you know, if if our transaction gets uh, gets to a large portion uh, large portion of the validators first, then we do have a competitive advantage instead of uh, just relying on the network effect of the nodes to um, transmit the transaction to all the validators, right? Because that that could take multiple hops. Uh, exactly, and that's sort of why I was leading towards that question because there's so many layers in the OSI layer, and yeah. usually when you compare software and man I think we lost them. Rip. We want to move on to the next question. Uh, yeah, Marty, you're up. Okay, now you're talking my language. So. <laughs> Building out the infrastructure of, the, of Wall Street in the 90s, okay, um, for kind of latency issues, which is something that I did, um, you knew that you had these kind of like centralized clearinghouses, right? And, uh -huh. you know, they were kind of, you know, in Manhattan and then in New Jersey and then duplicated in Florida or whatever else. So I'd like to hear the previous questioners you know, kind of like thinking about kind of session layer, if you believe that the, you know, the, the, the chain is a session layer kind of thing, issues over kind of, for lack of a 
you know, a term, the transport layer, you know, of which you're trying to get adjacent to um, the validators. The second question related to that, or just another abstraction of that is, how many validators do you think you need to be close to? So that's my noodle against the wall. Thank you. Yeah, so I don't know if I understood your first question, but for, for the second question, we don't know. Uh, basically, we don't know. And we also don't know what the competition is doing. Um, so I've I've also seen some Twitter posts of, of like um, some, I think Safi shared it, of um, like a group of validators who created their own smart contract to do the, the Luna UST arbitrage. And they kind of ganged up, uh, I think, to do it. Uh, so I honestly don't know how how many validators we have to like you know reach out to and try to try to get close to but the the active set is like 150 currently i think um so yeah i don't know but the more the more the better uh you know would would be my thought because yeah do you know of any cluster of validators is there like one hosting location that has five or six or, you, or have you asked no, we haven't. We haven't yet. Um, we we have so we have relationships with multiple um, validators. You know, we have a few of them on our cap table. So that's kind of the low hanging fruit and where we're starting. Um, you know, but but we just we're going to have to go down that rabbit hole and and kind of see see do do testing. You know, and and see where it leads. Sorry, guys, I got cut off. Can I speak for a sec? Sure, go ahead. Thank you very much. So I was just going to lead up to a very short uh, answer to not my own question, but I was hoping that I'm sure you guys have better experts than myself, but I found myself botting Binance listings quite a lot. And what I noticed is that whether I was using Go or Python, the biggest win for me was pre-sending the highest latency uh, and the whole, uh, sending the highest latency request and pre-sending it. Uh, simply because with Binance, the first 250 milliseconds or so are the most important, and everybody after that is basically buying that person's bags. Now, I have no idea whether you have been looking at that, and I do not know whether it may work for Terra, but at the same time, I think Marty was speaking to that. When you set up infrastructure close to NASDAQ, you basically have a direct connection, and whatever you do, to imitate that for Terra, do you think that, for one, uh, would you be looking at that? And uh, if possible, um, would you be running your own systems or would you be partnering? I tell you, that's a tough question from an outsider's perspective. Sorry, what, what, what was the last part of that question? It, it got cut off for me. I think it was partnering with validators or becoming our own. Looks like he dropped yeah. off. I think he was he was more asking about the proximity. It was more the proximity. Issue. No, but like with the Binance, like the the problem is that with with Binance, you actually know when their trading starts, right? So you know at that at at a certain time, um, if you place an order right after they open the listing, then you you know you can pre-send your message if you assume some. Um, some delay of it getting there right but with with arbitrage you you can't really do that you can't predict when you know some whale will buy a shit ton of luna uh and and jack jack the price of usd up or down or whatever like you can you cannot 
preemptively like um, execute trades on just you know trying to trying to do that. Like you could do that, but you're trade you're actually paying something for it, right? You're paying for your transaction to be included in the block, and if it fails, you have to pay the transaction fee. It's not it's not like you can spam messages to the, to these nodes and just try to get luck, lucky. Uh, you know, it's it's not that simple. So the, the only thing you can do is is just trying to reduce the latency between getting your getting a transaction in the mempool of the node that you're you're uh, trying like working on, and then getting that transaction that interacts with the pool like that information to your logic that then decides whether there's an arbitrage opportunity or not uh, so there's you know only on that part there's a lot you can do like you can go into the actual code of the of the validation of the node itself and try to only filter out the transactions that are relevant to you and and instead of querying your node for the information, you can turn it around where your node uh, informs your arbitrage bot of what's happening on chain, which is you know also faster. And like all you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can you can think of, you can try out, you know. And you know, we're we're just getting started with that, but you know, we're on the right track. That's that's what matters. So I, I agree that that's a different case. Very good point. The, the Binance is a different case. So, so my question, somewhat along those lines, is this. Are you looking for periodicity in bot behavior? So instead of just looking at the mempool in the context of you know, front-running, are you looking at what the other bots are doing and potentially front-running the bots, the other bots? That's, that's kind of the question. Uh, I can answer that a little bit. Um, yeah, that's something we're looking into. Like we're we're starting to track the other bot behavior, and um, hopefully we can develop something to potentially front run them too. Okay, thank you very much. Howard, do you have anything else to add to that? I think he's reconnecting right now. The the question was um... uh, tracking other bots. Yeah, yeah. Like other bots. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think that that's something that we could do since, um, you know, the, this, every, everyone's working on the same, like there's no one trying to, uh, to, you know, preemptively, you know, send transactions in or, or, you know, we're, we're all working on the same, off of the same state, basically. We all got these transaction in and uh, if there's no, if there's no opportunity or no arbitrage, then there's no one trading it. There aren't, like, I don't think there are. Uh, someone would ex have to explain to me how they would be profitable. But I don't think there are any bots out there that do periodic transactions of some kind that aren't, uh, you know, that aren't blatant, you know, opportunities out there, you know, that you can, you can catch, basically. So, like, yeah, I don't know. All right, let's uh let's move on to Coleman. Coleman has a question. All right, Coleman, you're up. He requested to speak. You, I think you need to approve him as a speaker. All right, anybody else have any other questions? We could take a couple more. It's uh it's quarter after two now. Want to make sure that everybody gets plenty of plenty of opportunity to go celebrate New New Year's 
All right. If there's no other questions, um, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank all of you. Um, as we said, we will be hosting these every other Friday um, at this time, you know, and we could always and that that's for the foreseeable future. We want to give regular updates. We want to communicate with you guys. Um, just open up, open up and let you know exactly where you're at and take your questions. So um, we, you know, we plan on doing these every other Friday at this time and we can always change the interval um, after we get through our launch sequence and things get rolling. It may not be necessary to do them that often, you know, or if there's a, a deluge of updates, we could we could do them even more often. So we will keep it flexible. But for now, um, we're planning on doing this every other Friday. So um, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you all again for your, um, you know, for the way you, you handled our announcement announcement about the KuCoin. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's great to feel supported by by this community. Um, so thank you and and everybody. Happy New Year and enjoy your New Year's. And we will uh, we'll talk to you guys again. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the White Whale Community Update call recorded on Friday, December 31st, 2021. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. should believe as the latest truth stay aloof writing rhymes in the studio trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role sorting through support from your endorsements of course we're tripping balls handed reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move change the view just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop picking at the dinner finger licking like the plate is good so kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do Out a list of trash, missing wisdom. This fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move. Change the view. Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Plus two, show me what that thing could do. Two plus two, show me what that thing could do. Two plus two, show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Thank you.